Rob Style. Charles Lewis, your internet marketing specialist. And repeat, we're starting our podcast over. Uh, you have just tuned in to the most popular internet marketing podcast on iTunes. That is because of all you all. This is podcast number 208, the last podcast. The tip from last podcast, which was podcast 207, was use AdWords data to determine what phrases you should optimize. And when I say optimize, I mean search engine optimize. Yeah, you want to make sure that if you happen to be running uh, paid ads through, let's say, AdWords, and you're doing optimization on your site, then take advantage of that opportunity and use that data you get from running your AdWords campaign to effectively optimize your website. The keywords that convert better, the keywords that generate the best type of traffic uh, for your site, those are likely the keywords that uh, you should be optimizing for, mm -hmm. and AdWords will help you do that. So, so take advantage of that data. Please remember, we are your friendly local neighborhood top position snatches. Yes. I didn't think I was going to be able to reach that one. Where our yeah. mantra is... Don't be a douche. I'm a little bit under the weather. I'm sipping my tea and we'll be drinking lemon, lime, and honey and everything later. Uh, so as top position snatchers, we ask you to do a couple of things. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is to write a review. And there's three places you can write a review. One of those places has three steps. And those three steps are go onto iTunes, make an account, Write a review, uh, and if you choose to send us an email, podcast at e-webstyle.com, and we will likely give you a patiff or a punch in the face. The next thing you could do for us is you could go to our G Plus local page and you could write a review there. Yeah. The way to get there is to go to e-webstyle.com slash G Plus or slash G Plus or slash Google Plus or slash Google Plus. Any one of those will take you to our G Plus local page where you can write a review. I do not have a review from our G Plus local page today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a half a tier. It's uh, got the half a tier tattoo on. We might have to do a different tat for G Plus reviews. Yeah, we, maybe like a G. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what's the opposite of G? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then finally, we have a reviews tab on our Facebook page. And speaking of Facebook page, just so you know how to get there, you can go to facebook.com slash eWebStyle. You can also follow us, twitter.com slash eWebStyle. And you can watch videos of us, youtube.com slash eWebStyle. And uh, finally, you can send us an email, podcast at e-webstyle.com. Notice over uh, on Chuck's right shoulder, there is a new logo. Woohoo! Over there, there if you, you guys are watching. Check out. So we got, we're got we working on a new branding website coming soon, app coming soon. We're actually playing around with the app right now. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's coming along. It's coming along. We're pretty, pretty excited about that. Yeah, new uh, site's coming along. Yep. The content's up. We're just really doing some on-page and correcting some links and things like that. So I'm um, really excited about it and hopefully be launching pretty soon. And, yeah, we got a whole bunch of 301 redirects to put in place. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know what? It would be kind of embarrassing if we launch a new website and we lost our number one positioning. Yeah, uh, that would that would be douchey. That would be douchey. And our mantra is don't be, don't a, be douche. a douche. All right. So um, what else do we have? Remember, we do have a referral program. If you guys send us an SEO client <coughs> and we service that SEO client and they pay their bill, you guys can get paid. Uh, no algo, right? No algo. All right. Uh, I've got a, a review. This is from iTunes from Canada. And this is a great podcast. Five stars. And it's a Jandroid. I like Jandroid. that name. Jandroid. That's kind of cool, huh? Sounds like you should just say it with a robotic voice. That is Jandroid yeah. one, two, three. <laughs> also known as zero, zero, one, zero, one, zero, zero. Actually, I think it's... 
and then zero one zero zero. Yeah, like I that. don't know. I, I always let's get right to the. That's enough techno <laughs> geeky. Uh, I always look forward to new episodes. These guys are great together and take an otherwise dry subject and make it memorable. I wish my university professors had had this much energy. Ooh, <laughs> I wish mine did too. Uh, once I get past their goofy accents, hey, hey, accents. Uh, I find myself laughing at what they are actually saying, not just the accents. Uh, I really appreciate the way they stay on top of what's new and trending and their eagerness to help newbies such as myself. There's a lot of great information in here, so check them out, eh? Hey. 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 That's the Fonz. Uh, hey, Patoof, punch in the face, big uh, up northern punch in the face to you Canadians uh, who are just... Basically, people upset about our acid rain. <laughs> and our accent. And apparently our accent, yeah. Yeah, you want an accent? I can really do an accent. <laughs> this next review is from Aaron Boyles. One of the things with a southern accent is you just increase the amount of syllables in every single word <laughs> there is. You did not know that bubblegum had ten syllables, did you, bubblegum? <laughs> All right, Aaron Boyles, he said on our Facebook page, Hey guys, the show sounds much better. Glad I stuck with it. So, so are we. Thank it. you. Yeah. What's up, Eric? Ain't heard uh, it yeah. It's been a while, yeah. Well, last time he was probably getting on us about our sound, yeah. I remember. We probably tried to block that off and block that out mentally. Uh, just wanted to recommend an app you might like. On the latest show, you said you wanted iTunes reviewers to email you. Because uh, we just covered this in the last podcast. He actually also submitted CommentCast, which is the one that Steve Stewart from the last podcast submitted, which uh, agglomerates all the reviews from all the different nations uh, around the world, and so they're all in one place. I still haven't convinced Chuck to, to download it on his computer because he's the dude with the Mac, or we got Nick, because um, I haven't asked, actually. Yeah, I was <laughs> I like, think. yeah, I don't think. <laughs> Convince me? Yeah, no. What am I not doing? Um, so thank you. Uh, really, this is really cool. Uh, big punch in the face, both to Steve and Eric, because uh, you guys are look, watching our back, right? I mean, that's, that's yeah, awesome. That's what's up. Very it. cool. And send us an email anyway, Aaron, Eric Boyles. You know, I said Aaron Boyles the first time, didn't I? It's actually Eric. Eric Boyles, A-R-I-C. Uh, thank you very much. All right, what do we got next? We've got a little bit of news. Um, there's some kind of cool stuff here. Uh, the court rules that Facebook, uh, a Facebook like is protected by free speech. A Facebook like is protected by free Also, with the freedom of the... the um that's number, I forgot what number on the Bill of Rights that is, yeah. but, okay. It's one. Yeah, is it yep. free speech? <laughs> I think it's one. Um, it says that I can like anything I want to like and don't have to worry about it. So, this is just kind of weird. It seems so obvious, right? Yeah. So, some employees at a sheriff's office in Virginia got fired. For liking. Because they liked the opponent, because there they run for, for office. Um, they liked the sheriff's opponent. Mm-hmm. And... And, and they fired him. And I'm like, okay, well, so, like, how stupid is this? Because literally, it is a, apparently very clear that if those same employees were to put a sign in their front yard in support of the other sheriff, then there would be no problem. But, but somehow, they weren't... Liking them on Facebook. Yeah, they weren't able to extrapolate the fact that they just... They, so they can like them, but they can't like them, right? They can like them, really, and have a sign in front, but they can't like them on Facebook without me firing them. That's, that's just stupid. Yeah. I hope he doesn't get elected because he's just stupid. 
and uh, I won't be driving through Virginia anytime soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next, Grand Theft Auto number five earned one billion dollars in three days. Yeah. And I did read some article. Somebody got jacked on the way home with <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Wow. Somebody jacked him, knocked him, hit him with a rock, stabbed him. But that's know. what should happen. Be glad that's what should happen. But <laughs> that's I mean, that's, man, that's what the game hard. is about. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he would have got home and played the game, he would have been up all night. Yeah. Jacking and stabbing. And stabbing and hitting people with rocks and stealing yeah. their Grand Theft Auto 4. And apparently doing drugs. Yeah. Like, yeah. GTA 5 is uh, is definitely for mature audiences. Oh, yeah. It's and really it heavily. sucks because, well, I think that's smart on one end because when they first started coming out, you know, they managed to stick with the same group of people. Right. And so the game should mature because right. it's a more mature user. Um, however, um, there's plenty of new users <laughs> Um, who are who are who aren't that mature? Right. And um, I don't know if I want my son playing a game about, you know, prostitutes and stabbing people and getting doing drunk. drugs. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, especially all three together. And robbing people. Yeah. Yeah. To to win. Yeah, that's how. That's that's the goal. Here, there's a game. It just it sounds wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, extremely fun, though. Is it? I've, I've actually never played it, so. Uh, uh, it's, it's addictive. It, it it's actually addictive. seems fun because it's so like outside of what you can do. You grow up in this. I can't do that, and then you're in the game. You're like, oh, yes, yeah, I can. I can go push somebody and take their car and go driving off. It's, it's an extremely fun game, and uh, but it's addictive, um, and which is why I don't play it. I know Conan O'Brien does reviews of games, and he's like apparently a neophyte with respect to games. So. He hops into some uh, bends on screen, and they're like, driving's a big part of it, and he like, goes around and hits the wall, <laughs> like, immediately. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, there are other, there are other aspects of the game. Uh, and finally, I got, this is kind of cool, HP launches the first gesture-enabled PC, right? So the, the first PC where you can, you know. Okay, similar sweat. to the droid where you can do wave your hand and. Yep. Which is the Galaxy S4 mm-hmm. will keep track of your face and your eyes, and if you look away, the video stops. That's kind of cool. Um, this is the first PC that you can do that kind of Minority Report style or whatever. So, um, so that's so kind of cool. Fall asleep at your desk, the PC just go to sleep as well. Like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. he went to sleep. I'm gonna just. Or go to sleep. maybe there's a setting it wakes you up, or you know, who knows? <laughs> you are you cannot sleep. Term paper is not done, and no, I'm not going to finish it for you. That's called plagiarism. Um, that's that's the news. That's uh, that's all of our one review, and uh, that's the potatoes. So let's get to the meat. All right. So cool. So uh, back in July, um, I mean, first we punch in the face to a guy named Milt Barron, right? He's with a, 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 a mind mastery group called a Marketing Mastery Mashup, right? And so back in July, they uh, asked me to participate. You and know, when you say cool. mashup, the first thing I think is like da na na na. The monster mash. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing. No, and, uh, and uh, I'm and not sure. I'm punching the face kicking the shin about the two different devices. That you oh use. yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I am using. I've got the. I still am using the iPad for tweeting because I do tweet once or twice during the show, and I still have the useless, almost useless uh, Windows tab. Uh, for uh, taking, taking notes, notes and doing yeah. stuff. So actually, this software is here, so I could just stay on the iPad. I could get rid of that one, at least for the podcast. I may do that. I don't know. Yeah. There's something now. I feel kind of like I'm uh, uh, fighting the norm by having such a crappy device and using it. <clears throat> yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's borderline douchey a little bit. <laughs> so I felt my obligation to you, say something. You think this is bad? What's 
<laughs> All right. You guys really so, should tune into the video. By the way, although this was, this podcast is running a little behind, and next week uh, we may not be able to do our podcast at all, the following week the podcast is scheduled for 1215 mm -hmm. Central Standard Time. So you can start setting clocks by it. And uh, Well, I wouldn't set a clock by it. No, that's <laughs> a little extreme. Uh, you can start setting your lunch break around that time, and when you get the tweet or the notification from Ustream, then uh, start your lunch mm -hmm. and, and tune in. Yeah, so basically, uh, uh, Milt had a, 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 a mastery meeting, kind of a mind, uh, mastery mind group, and uh, it was pretty cool. I got in and I got the opportunity to speak about uh, Google+. And so um, I figured, why not present this content um, to you guys? Because um, Google Plus is one of those things that, that you need, that we talk about frequently, um, that you should be using. And so I'll post the article as well. It's called uh, Reviews and Rankings, uh, Google Plus to the Rescue. And so, you know, I'll first I want to briefly discuss what G Plus is, right? A lot of people hear it. Some people use it. Some people use it massively. Others don't use it at all. Uh, but the thing to keep in mind is that this is Google's, um, it's more than Google's attempt at, at social media. It's, this is Google's way of getting more information about its users, is what I believe. And, so, bu and, and businesses. And right? businesses, exactly. I mean, when you, look, when you consider um, how many Google users there are, right, when you think about Android users or, or Gmail users or G Plus users or YouTube users, right, all of these people are Google account holders. And, and uh, Google didn't have a way of really getting more information uh, from their users. So why not make it a social profile? So now you log in, you put your name and address and birthday and, and all this other information. Your demographics is what you really gave them. And now they can market to you better and target you better and things like that. Anyway. It's interesting as you, that that came up because... Uh, one of the ar the news articles that I thought about including is Google's about to pay maybe $8.2 million uh, to avoid a, a class action lawsuit about data and, and the amount of data that they have on people and the fact that they've actually broken at, at times. And I think the, the range was anybody in the class action lawsuit would be anyone from 2002 until present who did at least one Google search. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Um, and and the, the challenge was is one that their privacy policy stated that they wouldn't sell information to other people, and they were. And uh, I think there was one other just kind of general information where they're sharing information with other people that that, that information wasn't necessary to the operation of their business. There's some, mm. some law in the books here in the States related to that. And it got me to thinking, yeah, with, with my phone searches, I mean, people, they could actually sell my phone to somebody like I was searching um, antibiotics for cough today, mm -hmm. right? So they could sell my phone to an antibiotic seller or to Walgreens, and Walgreens could give me a call and say, hey, were you interested in antibiotics? Mm -hmm. How's your cough? It would be a little freaky. It would be yeah. a little unnerving. Or they could even and take it a step further recognizing where you where you, where you were at when you searched and not only have Walgreens call but have that Walgreens call kind of makes me think like in a busy yeah like a like busy you're down the street do you still need like these antibiotics a busy street in New York you have instead of the sign spinners you got trippers <laughs> it's like okay dude who usually wears green suit he's looking for what this store is selling pizza trip mm -hmm. <laughs> hey since you're here yeah, why don't you go and get the pizza <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. But, wow. That's Google has that kind of power. Yep. Google has that kind of power. 
but today I want to discuss three core G plus deals, right? And um, and I'll try to make it quick. Uh, so how G plus can help with your SEO rankings, um, the importance of G plus reviews, and of course uh, Google authorship. Um, so in regards to the SEO rankings, when we talk SEO, we talk organic listings. Um, when we talk organic listings, it's really two that we focus on. Um, regular kind of standard organic listings, kind of, you know, 10-pack. And then, of course, are your local listings. Now, G Plus has a direct effect uh, on both of those, right? So let's start locally. With local listings, you think about Google Places, right? That's what it was at first. You would get your Google Places account. You'd go get it confirmed and approved and all of that. And then you would put all your business information on it. Well, now with, the, with Google Plus local, has replaced Google Places. And so you get Google Plus local for your business, and then you go through that same verification process. You send the PIN code, you get it approved, and that way you have it set up. And once that's approved, then you go in and you begin plugging all your business information in. Um, one of the differences from, from the Google Local Plus um, and the Google Places that it used to be is the fact that the Local Plus is formatted now to be more in sync with your company as a as a page itself, um, as its own entity. Whereas Google Places, you could very well not create it. Somebody else could have created it and, and started posting reviews, and then you would have to find it, claim it, and manage it. Uh, whereas with Google Local, um, you create it yourself, um, and then you can actually go in, and, and if there are some others that are already out there, you can take those offline, you can merge them with yours, you have a few options. Uh, so that's one of the bigger differences. Um, the other difference is, it's similar to Facebook, how you can create a Facebook fan page, and that's the page where you get likes set and things like that. Google Plus allows you to create a Google Plus business mm -hmm. page, which is different. Which is the key local. here is this yep. different from your G Plus local page. Um, and so you end up having to do both of those, uh, which is kind of a headache because most of it requires the same information. But uh, from an from a SEO perspective, I mean, it definitely works. You must claim that local page. You must add your business information, your your NAP information, right? Your that NAP is uh, name, address. <coughs> excuse me, name, address, and phone. Um, you want that to be consistent across the local plus page, across your regular page, across your website, and anywhere else on the internet that you have that company information placed. You want it to be consistent. One of our listeners called us on that last podcast. Yeah, because ours is different. On several places, yeah, um, and we're working on that. Yep. Um, so that's it. So in regards to the SEO, you want to definitely take advantage of that local page for local listings. Um, it's not that hard. Go to Google, click Maps, search for your company. When you find it, click it, and then at the bottom you'll see uh, an option that says like "Manage this place" or "Is this your place" or something like that. Click that, and then start the approval process and claim your page. Um, so that's one thing for G+. right? The second one is um, we're talking natural listings. And so let's talk social for a second. right? G+, is also a social network. And it works with circles. And so these circles are ways for you to, to group. Yeah, organize. To yeah, kind of group and organize your followers or friends or family or whatever circle you really want to put them in. I, I think I have like 15 different circles. Uh, one for for SEO colleagues, one for family, one for coworkers, one for Christians, one for ignore. entertainment. Yeah, one for ignore. <laughs> uh, one for ignore also leads to ignorant. <laughs> uh, you do not want to be in Chuck's ignorant in circle. circle. <laughs> yeah, 
But um, you do that, and then you sign, you start putting people in these circles. And what that does for you is that as you begin posting and as you begin sharing content, you can determine how you want that content to go, who you want to see it. Maybe you only want to send this post to people in your tech circle and not to people, let's say, in your health circle right. due to the nature of your article, right? And so and, and putting people in circles gives you that option. More importantly, you want to be put in circles. Uh, it's, it's my belief, and this is strictly my belief, that the more circles you're in from the more users um, helps you become more of an authority. Right. Especially depending on what those circles are. I'll give you a good example. Um, I believe I'm an authoritative and expert in regards to internet marketing, right? So you should go. That's and, two of us. That's both of us. Yeah. So you should go you know, and add Charles Lewis. Two of Lewis. us believe you're an expert. No, two <laughs> of us. <laughs> you should go and add Charles Lewis and Chris Burris to, one, to put us in your circle, right? And put me in a circle called internet marketing. And so now if you have me in a circle called internet marketing and Chris has me in a circle called SEO expert and somebody else has me in a circle called SEO and PPC guy, right, then Google begins to understand that this man, Charles Lewis, is apparently authority in these types of environments because these are the circles people put him in. And and that helps my ranking raise for whatever searches may be related to that. And so uh, categorize your followers and put them in right circles. And more importantly, encourage people to put you in a circle. Uh, so it's kind of It's kind of like a blend of, you know, Facebook didn't initially have groupings like family or yeah. general associates. And then if you look at LinkedIn now, you can have your areas mm -hmm. of expertise, right? Mm -hmm. So combine those two so that not only could uh, Charles be in a friend category, a coworker category, he could also be in an internet marketing mm -hmm. category. And um, I haven't heard that anywhere. In fact, today, this is the first time I've heard that concept and, and it makes sense to me. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Google is in fact looking at the net titles of circles and using those to, to, to organize it. I mean, they organize everything. Yeah, so. I mean, especially when you look at who else might be in that circle, right? For, yeah. <laughs> so if, yeah, you got Rand Fishkin, you got Matt Cutts, you got Charles Lewis, okay. And yeah, he's in the circle with these guys about internet marketing. That has to say something about me. Yeah, and Google has to be like, okay, thank you for helping me organize that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have found Chuck uh, other than the videos, yeah. right? So, yeah. So that's my own personal belief, but I think it has some weight to it, and I'll do some more research. Let's put it this way. If it doesn't have weight now, it will. It will. <laughs> um, so that's circles, right? G Google G Plus also gives you the option for plus ones. And plus ones are kind of like votes, right? Like you come across a whip. The, the thing about plus ones, what most people tend to get wrong or confused about, is what exactly are you plus wanting? Are yeah. you plus wanting a person? Are you plus wanting a website? Are you plus wanting a particular post? And the answer is all three. Yeah. Really, you can plus one whatever you want. Depends on how that plus one button is, is set up. And so what we've been tending to do is with sites that we publish that have blog posts, then on those blog posts, we want to give people the option to plus one that post because that's kind of like a link. Right. It's my personal opinion. It's another chuckism. Um, right. I believe a plus one from a credible source is more valuable than a backlink. What does that mean? That means uh, if I'm building a site and I have G Plus set up for my business page, uh, and let's say my site is is about um, uh, 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 the sale of water faucets, then if I can get a plus one 
from let's say Moen, <laughs> you know, or some of these yep. bigger brands mm-hmm. that sell faucets, then that's that's just like having a link from them. Yeah. And um and I think that has way more value. Frankly, it's also been proven that it's faster and easier to get a website indexed by Google by having it plus one rather than submitting it to Webmaster Tools. Yep. Plus ones are that important. Um so you want to get those. You want people to plus one your site. So that way, when it shows up in the Google search, people can say, oh, people in this circle, right, people in Charles's Internet Marketing Circle, plus one this particular page. And depending on who I have in my circle may determine this, my circle of influence, if you will, for that particular page. Uh, so you want to definitely chase plus ones and get people in your circle. That will indirectly affect your rankings, especially with people who are logged into Google. So the people who you have in your circles and whose circle you're in, if they're logged into their browser, let's say they're logged into Chrome or whatnot while they're searching, then their results are going to totally change based on what's, who's plus one what and who in your circle or who's in their circles have plus one. So, so take advantage of that. Um, lastly, for um, natural linkings, uh, authorship, right? You got to set up authorship. So we talked about the circles. We talked about plus one. Um, the last one is authorship. Um, uh, authorship is more than just um, setting it up so your, your avatar can show next to the listing, right? Arthur, that's, that's one of the great benefits of it. It kind of associates an image with a post, um, helps build your branding, increases click-throughs, and all sorts of other good things. Some of the underlying things that work for authorship that people don't consider is the fact that you are claiming content. And so now you are officially telling not only Google but everybody else who reads that post that that <clears throat> you wrote it and you created it. Um, door. There's somebody at the door. Um, that you wrote it and that you created it. And so um, and that's why you want to set up authorship. Rob. Okay. And that's why you want to set up authorship. You also want to um, make sure that your authorship is set up in a way so not only that you claim and and own that content. But that, that content is related to your industry. It's related to your brand. And so that way people who see it can recognize that you wrote it, you own it, and it's all yours. Authorship does that. That way, if, let's say you publish a good article and you don't have authorship set up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's going viral. And then all of a sudden, people begin sharing your article, copying it, rewriting it, posting it. And now somebody does that and they dupe your content. Boo. Right. If you don't have authorship set up and you've already, which means you haven't claimed that you've posted that, it's kind of difficult for others to know that you were the original author. And so setting up authorship prevents that. Yeah. Prevents that from happening. Um, we're almost done here. So uh, while we're on authorship, let me skip ahead and explain setting it up briefly. Uh, not that hard. Right. Go to your Google Plus account. Um, log in. Go to your go to your G Plus page. And on your About section in your G Plus page, um, edit, right? And you'll get an opportunity to add some links, contributor links and things like that. In that contributor section is where you need to put the links to the sites where you'll be posting content. And you can link to the root of the site. You don't have to, yeah, link, you don't to, have the to link to the actual content. page. Yeah, just to the, root, to the root domain. Link to the root of the site for all the sites that you post content on. Um, and that way, if your authorship is set up correctly on those sites, then Google can make the reference, it'll tie in, and your authorship will be set up. So that's step one. Step two, go to your site. Um, and then on those posts, on that post page, you need to put a link back to Google+. 
um, to your about page. I'm sorry, not to your about page, to your post page. Um, using the the twelve digit, I think it's twelve digits, Google Plus number, um, the one that we use G Plus and Google Plus to avoid giving to out. avoid giving out, <laughs> yeah, that number. Um, link to that, but inside the link, uh, make sure you add the tag real. Real equals Arthur. R E L equals sign quotation mark Arthur close quotations. Um, that lets Google know that um, we are the author. And you can reference us by this link to your Google Plus page of this particular post that the link is on. And so it's kind of a reciprocal uh, way of Google recognizing that you wrote this content. Set that up, and then you'll be good to go. Uh, the last thing about Google Plus is reviews. Well, what's another, what's a good reason to have authorship? Um, so there's one of them is to identify yourself as the author. Mm -hmm. what, what's, what's, what's another one? Uh, plenty of reasons. Identify yourself as the author um, so your avatar can show up on the search engine results. Boom. And you'll get, that increases click-throughs. Um, if you imagine searching for, you know, um, SEO Houston, right, if you go and do that search, you'll see several listings. You'll likely click on the one that has Chris's face by. Um, yeah. Because it stands out more. And, and so, it's not because I'm handsome. <laughs> I'm, we just we we're aware of that. <laughs> it's because there's a pretty picture next to it. Mm -hmm. Pretty meaning the background. <laughs> so so that's why you want to do that. Um, it just makes you become more of a of an authority. Keyword being author, right? Um, and so lastly was reviews. Uh, G plus reviews. You know everybody understands the importance of reviews, um, and 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 how necessary it is to have them. Uh, push people to your G plus page. Um, and you want to make sure, this is one of the reasons why when you set up that local page that you put all your information there because if you're going to push people there to get reviews, you want to have some additional content there for them to see. And so set that up. These G Plus reviews show up on Google. They show up uh, on other sites. For example, if you were like looking for, let's say, a hotel and you were visiting some hotel site, they would show you Google reviews. Um, and vice versa. If you're on Google and you're looking for a hotel, you're going to see Google reviews first, and then you'll see Yelp reviews and City Search reviews and other reviews that they've kind of, um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the feed Filter that they fed them yeah. in. Filter, thank you. Um, so I'm set up your Google Plus reviews. Um, they're extremely important, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and studies show that sites that have more reviews get a higher ranking. And they get a higher click-through because people really look at reviews in their decision-making process. And so if you have 30 reviews compared to a competitor who has maybe three, who's going to get the click? Yep. Most people are going to click on the 30 just to read the reviews first. Yep. Um, and then they're also going to make that mental assumption that you're the better company because 30 people have reviewed you in comparison to three. And so you really want to push for reviews. Um, my, the only problem with reviews is that anybody can do them. And so you have to make sure you're providing a, a great level of service. And when he says anybody, he's including wackos. Yeah, you'll get <laughs> wackos, people who unfortunately have a Gmail account and have, <laughs> and have the, uh, the authorization to go and write a review. And this review could, could suck, right? And it could very well not be true yeah. about your business. Um, and, and, and since they are a real person and since they have a Gmail account, Google is going to allow that review to go forth, um, which... You just got to deal with it. You know, you respond to it, you get more reviews to eventually push it down. Um, I will say that um, most wacko reviews, you can tell that this person's a wacko, right? You can look at it. They'll say stuff like, um, oh, I hated my experience, but I would come again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, so you kind of bipolar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have to you have to, you know, be leery of those. But at the end of the day, you can't be scared because somebody may post a review that may or may not be true or it may be negative about your business. Uh, if you want to succeed online, uh, then you got to get those reviews. And so you have to push for them. I really hope that uh, that they're teaching that probably because because when I took it in high school, it was critical analysis mm-hmm. uh, or rhetorical analysis, where you would read articles and and analyze them for for a whole the multitude various. of things. Mm-hmm. Part of that needs to be reviews, yeah. right? So that to get to equip people with, with the ability to write uh, a filter out review. well, write a decent one and also filter out bad ones. You know, we've we've talked about this. I mean, this is what we do, so we have a little bit of a different perspective. The first thing we go to when we're looking up at a device, you want to, oh, a GS3, do I want to get that one? Well, let's go to look at the reviews. Let me go to the negative reviews, mm-hmm. right? Because that's often a problem. For instance, if, let's say, the cellular service didn't work or yeah. the Internet didn't work, if I see 10 of those, I know it's a device that just isn't going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, and, and what you find in the, you know, the one-star rankings is dumb things like uh, it arrived three days late. And so I gave the device one star. Even though that's not a device issue, that's a UPS or FedEx or, or ordering whatever Or just issue. Amazon or whatever, mm-hmm. right? It's whatever it is, it's not a device issue. But you gave the device one star. Yeah. I dropped it and the glass broke. Okay, so you're giving it a bad review because you dropped it and the glass broke? Those kinds of things. And I, <laughs> I'm not sure everyone is equipped to analyze. Those are extreme examples, obviously. Yeah. But everyone is equipped to analyze those things and to catch things like, um, uh, I would definitely go back and I gave it a one star. Right? Those, though, that that, that d- d- um, division between the concepts, I, I hope they're teaching that in high school. Yes, yeah, they should be. Yeah. Um, so that was it. Um, yeah, reviews and rankings, Google Plus to the rescue. A pretty good article. Matter of fact, um, again, punch in the face to Milt Baron. I'll post the audio um, on the post uh, that we, we published this. I'll post the audio from our uh, mastermind call. Um, it was pretty cool. So, Cool. All right. So do we have any what? Wow, yeah, we do. do <clears throat> Let's see if I can do the second one a little better. All right. What? Raspy way. Yeah. Yeah, but this what? Ouch. <laughs> I know, right? This what goes to uh, Apple. Like, come on, really? You really going to run out of gold and silver yeah, iPhones? A, yeah. Like, you have to know that the colored ones were going to go extremely fast, and uh, it surprises me that you, three days of people waiting in long lines for hours before the store opens up for the sales rep to come out and say, we got a yeah. limited amount of gold phones. There's, yeah, we got If anything, y'all should have had more. <laughs> gold phones. Yeah. Gold phones, silver phones, all of them. Like, the, the article I read was like, there was a, an Asian girl, I think it was actually in China, and she was like, uh, I don't care about colors. I, I don't, actually, actually, was, I don't care about what's inside of it. <laughs> I just, Chinese people like gold. That's what she said. <laughs> it's like, well, you kind of do care what's inside of it. Because yeah, if it doesn't work, then <laughs> then you don't care if it's gold. Uh, by the way, I have a gold square brick that I could sell you. <laughs> so I, I was watching on, on, on Fox News, and the guy been out there since last night sometime. And he's like, man, they just came out. 
the 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 Apple representative, she comes out the store. She says we makes an announcement. Yeah, we're limited on on gold phones. Uh, sorry, plenty of black, plenty of silver, right? And so then a few more hours goes by. She comes back out. <laughs> she says, oh, yeah, we're limited on silver phones too, plenty of black. Then they went back to the guy. He was like, man, <laughs> I hope I get to the front of the line. Before they run out of black. Before they run out of black. And so, um, yeah, Apple. Now, talk about dedication, right? You it, Literally, he didn't care. Yeah. Right? It's like, I want gold. Oh, okay, I'll take some. Ooh, black? <laughs> like, can you imagine going and buying a shirt? It was like, I don't know. Like, that shirt is so amazing. I just don't care what color it is. I need that, that shirt. shirt. Yeah. yeah. Well done, Apple. You guys have uh, done some great branding. And I also feel mm-hmm. like I just don't think that that would have happened if Steve Jobs was here. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, and then there's the whole angle that maybe they're, you know, this, this, uh, 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 lack of availability creates more press. And it probably does. Yeah. And I think they said that the other colors are plastic and the gold one is actually metal. Mm. So it's actually cheaper to make and blah, 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 I don't know. And the, the, they, they say the plastic is good. It's not mm-hmm. like a super cheap plastic, but it's not metal. I would hope and, not. I yeah. mean, because phone costs several hundred bucks. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, I would, that might be worth complaining about. Yeah. You get a bad review. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped it and the plastic broke. I'm not talking about the glass. <laughs> the plastic on the back came off. All right, you guys have tuned in to the most popular SEO and internet marketing podcast on iTunes. That is because of all you all, eh? Hey. To my Canadian uh, listener, our Canadian listeners out there. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. You can always make contact with us. Uh, Facebook.com slash Twitter.com slash YouTube.com slash And send us an email, podcast at Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Perez. Charles Lewis, bye-bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, highbrow. Tamely, gamely, headed my way.